Hey, welcome to Self to Society. My name is Dennis. I am your host, and today I'm actually a host because here with me is my new friend Mark Jamnick. Mark, please say hello. Hello, everyone. Um, Mark and I met a few weeks ago at a branding event uh, put on by a company called Root and River. Our meeting was really sort of uh, out of the blue. We didn't um, necessarily seek out to have the conversation that we had or to connect the way that we did. And Mark told me a little bit about his personal story, which uh, is, has led me to invite him to be on the podcast. And I think that he at, will add some really beautiful insight to your life by sharing his and giving himself to society. Um, but I'm going to let... <laughs> um, <laughs> Felt like there, there should be some music cued in there. <laughs> there should. Uh, unfortunately, I do no post-production. So it's like... It's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll just imagine that. Imagine imagine some sort of uh, like <laughs> piano music. Um, so uh, I'm going to let Mark intro himself, and then we're going to dive into a little bit of conversation. Mark, take it away. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here today. Mm-hmm. And yes, it was one of those things that we we had an opportunity to, to meet up and I believe, uh, I don't believe in coincidences. So, sure. you know, the fact is some of the things that I shared at this particular brand lab helped me to be me, mm-hmm. right? And as we are going to talk a lot about that today, I, I really feel like as we go through our life, we have an opportunity to really begin to come back to who we are. Mm-hmm. I think as we, as we go through life, we start to change as a result to the things that are happening to us. Mm. And ultimately, there comes a time where you eventually get to the point where you're looking back at, well, who am I really? And Mm. we get to that point. So I'll give a little bit of a background and then we could share. I'll share a little bit of that story that I shared that I think is one of the reasons why you wanted me to come on, which um, I speak a lot about sales and business in my day-to-day life. And at the heart of it all, though, I really believe that we are all like deeply, deeply looking to connect mm-hmm. and really become, you know, who we are, so that we can really enjoy life daily. Sure, that's really my, my main focus. So, uh, born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, was a uh, it was like literally my my grandfather had to shovel out my uh, my parents to get to get my mom to the hospital to, to deliver me. Huh. It was that bad of a stor- snowstorm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not going to go into every single minute <laughs> detail, but anyhow, just to give you some 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 perspective, um, s- born and raised in Pittsburgh, super proud to be from there. Uh, great work ethic, amazing people that uh, that I really had an opportunity to uh, to get to know as I was as I was uh, growing up. So um, in college, so basically uh, before I go to college, I, I was started out in sales, uh, mm-hmm. selling Jolly Rancher candies. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I basically my, my school shut me down because I was a little too distracting. So they basically, <laughs> so then I went over to ba- get a paper route. Then I started up a lawn care business and have just sort of always been interested in the achiever, right? The mm-hmm. entrepreneurial, the, the type A personality. Yeah. And, um, you know, as life goes on, you know, we have an opportunity to continue to step into that. And then and there's always that particular instance um, that happens in our lives that really causes us to to hit the rock bed of, of all, who we are. And, uh, you know, in college, um, there was some things that I was really looking to achieve and, and be that uh, that perfect student and really deliver a lot of different things. And uh, one of the, this is kind of, uh, we'll get into this later on, but that was really the where I got 
rocked to my foundation. Hmm. And, um, you know, that's really where I started to, to learn and, and crawl back uh, to really be able to give this message of what I want to share with others uh, today. Yeah. Um, so from, from college, then I went on to, uh, to graduate and, and started up uh, in, in advertising sales and Sweet. spent over 11 years in that. And then after that, I was really looking to give back and I wanted to teach and I wanted to coach. And so I, I uh, started up a coaching business and went into and, and had an opportunity to be um, invited to become one of 100 Tony Robbins coaches, one cool. of 100 active Tony Robbins coaches. So yeah. for those of you out there that for Tony Robbins, like I, I loved him as I was like as I was growing up yeah. and just the fact that I had an opportunity to, to be a coach for him and uh, the, the clients, it was just an honor and it has been a, a complete honor for me to hear and see so many different people and where mm. their situation is. And that's one of the reasons that I want to really kind of dig into some of that personal stuff, even yeah. though, again, I talk a lot about uh, the business side of things. But, you know, I think today I really would almost love to go into a lot more of the personal side of things. So we, sure. could, we could really dig into that. Yeah. I mean, you have your own platform and people who follow your platform and know you know how uh, powerful you are in the messages that you share. One thing that uh, I hope to give as a value for Self to Society is getting past some of the things that everybody sees about someone, right? Mm -hmm. So what people see about you is your success and your coaching and the past and the things that you've done professionally, uh, and they miss a certain side of you that doesn't add monetary value, right? It, the, the part of you that, that people miss is the part of you that isn't going to get you another sale. It's not going to get you a new client. It's not going to get you invited onto a bigger stage or a better platform, um, but it's, th these are the, they're also the things about us that allow us to become that person. Right. Yes. So, yes. uh, and really, truly, I think it was that, that thing that you and I connected on was just the reality of overcoming something. Um, and if you would, I mean, I, yeah. I'd, well, First, I have a question. Are yeah. you a Steelers fan? I am a Steelers okay, fan. Okay, yes. the podcast is over. <laughs> Get the hell out. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> he's We're he's done. representing Arizona. I see. No, it's fine. It's fine. Are you are you a Cardinals fan or? or? I don't care. I just you hate care. the Steelers oh, so bad. That's awesome. <laughs> um, hey, I was, you know what, here's the thing. I was born into the franchise. So it's fine. I get I it. I am not a Fairweather fan. <laughs> I have been born and raised, so. No, it's fine. You, th there's grace there for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the podcast will continue. Thank you. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, well, give us an idea of some of the struggles yeah. that you had. I mean, yeah. you talk about the success that you had as an entrepreneur as a kid. Yep. Tell us some of the things that were an, a hindrance to you from maybe middle school on or, you know, from being a boy into becoming a man and how that affected you as an adult. Um, and just give us a little bit of that narrative, if you would. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. And quite frankly, I don't know if I've ever been asked that question. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, some new material. Yeah. Um, you know, I think as we as we grow, we 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 link so much of who we are to the accomplishments and to the achievements. And I think so often, even just as I introduced myself today, right? What did I talk about? I talked about some of the things. Hey, I succeeded as a Jolly Rancher salesman. Then then, sure. then I then I did well here, and then I did well there. And and I think that's really the portrait that we want to show mm -hmm. to society because it's like, hey, I am an actively participating member of society. Sure. And yeah. 
what's behind it all is what you were saying. There's certain things that I have done over the past several years where I've given back and it monetarily has not been the most reward monetarily has sure. not been rewarding. It has filled up my heart though mm-hmm. to the point where I cannot even begin to put it into words. Right? Cool. There is no there is no dollar amount that could fulfill like the, some of the things and some of the some of the comments that people have have shared with me mm-hmm. that really and that's one of the reasons why I do it and that's one of the reasons that I, when you asked me to do this I was like yeah I was so excited because yeah. again it's it's being able to break through that idea of everything being awesome, right? (laughs) And I'm I'm absolutely a a 100% optimist. And I also want to go back to some of the things that that I've had to crawl back from Mm -hmm. where that wasn't always the case. Mm. So I went back to your question about just the idea of, you know, as I was growing up, um, yeah, I had achieved a lot of different things and I had had an opportunity to um, get aligned with the right type of people. I, I mean, I think the big thing that for me as I was as I was growing up is I surrounded myself with, with great friends. To, to this day, um, the friends that I had in high school, when I go back to Pittsburgh, because yeah. I'll be going back there for Christmas, um, I'll, I'll hang out with them. Cool. You know, and we stayed. And all of us have, you know, I'll say it in, in quotes here of like achieved in the sense that just they're, they're really they're good. They're good people. Like they yeah. care. They, they want to do good for other people. And and so I feel really honored to have have grown up with them and continue to stay in touch with a lot of them. Very cool. And um, along those lines, it was it was the things that we did that helped keep us on track. I mean, I was also as I was going through junior high and high school, I became a member of the, the marching band, mm-hmm. right? So um, is, as I stepped into marching band, yes, and I'm, I'm actually saying <laughs> that I was in the marching band. Um, and at the same time, like, it, it helped create a lot of discipline for me because cool. we had to do a practice. There were times, there was actually one time in particular, I remember uh, there was a summertime where uh, it was too hot and the football team didn't practice because I'm sure they were practicing with pads. The band still practiced, you know, and it was just one of those funny things that we kind of shared. Yeah. Um, and and so the people that I surrounded myself with, the activities that I participated in, and just those activities that helped me grow as a person and challenge myself, mm. those were some of the things that helped me advance from a boy mm-hmm. to to being more of a man. And quite frankly, I think you know as we as we continue to go, we still have some tendencies, right? I mean. I'm a car sure. guy. Like I still, I still like to, to, to do things with my car, you know. Yeah. And it's just at the same time, I'm not saying that it's that's childish. It's just like I've just I've grown into taking some of those things that I absolutely love and, and bringing them into to my day to day life. And yeah. and so um, I think again, just the people that, that I surrounded myself with, the uh, the activities that I was involved in, and uh, ultimately the the. The challenges that that inevitably life shows us and mm-hmm. presents to us, um, whether that be getting rejected, you know, from a girlfriend or being, sure. being, you know, those are the those are the real things that make life life. And and I share this often, and this has been a huge lesson that I've learned over the last 10, 12 years is just that it's it's not a failure, it's a lesson, hmm. you know. And and that's hard, you know, because there's definitely times where you feel. Like man, why is this? Why is this? And quite frankly, I'm actually going through something right now where I'm like, man, I just I keep on, you know, hitting a wall, mm-hmm. and and in seeming ways, it's it's a failing. At the same time, I'm learning a lot of lessons. Right. So it's it's how can you reframe a lot of the the things that are happening to you, in a ways that that, um, that you become more relatable to others. Yeah. When you could share that the chink in your armor, sure. you have a chance to really show more of the more of society who you really are. And so, yeah, I, I would love to kind of share a little bit more of what, what happened to me during college yeah. that 
helped me get past a, a place where I was in a different place than I am now where I'm in so optimistic. Yeah. And that's really ultimately when I started sharing that story with people, people started relating to me a whole lot more than the achiever or this person or that person or, you know, whatever right. that might be. And so I think in life today, we need to, uh, we need to be able to kind of be able to drop our, drop our guard yeah. and share so that way we can connect more because we've never been more connected yet more disconnected. Yeah. And uh, the disconnection really happens from from us being stuck on our phone, from us not being able to communicate some of those things, or for us not saying, hey, everything isn't okay. Right. Right? And that's okay. It's yeah. And when you say that, though, it's amazing the amount of people that come to your aid mm -hmm. when that happens. So I, I'd encourage anyone who is maybe going through something challenging right now. You know, even like I said, I'm going through something right now personally. And, and I reached out to some people. Um, I'm a part of a mastermind group. And yeah. they all three of them, I had an opportunity to, to be reached out by all three of them today. And I just I just felt the love from them. Right. You know, and it's like, hey, man, we're here for you. And and that's just it. Like when you, when you do share that something isn't always awesome or isn't perfect, people can connect with you in a way and they want to help. Mm -hmm. They really do want to help because I really do believe deep, 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 deep down, <laughs> people really do want to help each other. And we're all in this together. We all collectively kind of know that. Yeah. Yet just how we show up is we've got to protect and we've got to do our thing and we've got to make sure that we're protecting our thing as in opposed to, you know, making sure that we're all helping each other. Yeah. You said something really beautiful, which is the kind of the crux of why this podcast even exists and it's uh vulnerability essentially to you know to give it that word and vulnerability for me uh doesn't always come naturally and it sure as shit doesn't come easy for me uh but in running this podcast and you know doing things on Instagram and and sharing from the perspective that I share it's beautiful how many stories I get to hear yep. uh, and how many people reach out to me simply because even people who don't know me, who've never met me, yeah. reach out to me and say, I understand or I relate or thank you or um, here's here's part of my side of the story as well. Yeah. Um, and that's that's been fascinating, really, truly. Um, and I've been doing work in vulnerability for I don't know, it's quite some time it feels like, but yeah. it's always fascinating to hear a part of somebody's story, connect with it, allow it to move you, allow it to shape or shave off some of the hard edge or reinstill some hope or some grace or reinstill um, some faith in humanity. Yeah. Because I, like you, believe that people are mostly good. Um, and... I really do believe that. I believe that people are mostly good and we have some insecurity and selfishness issues that make us do things that aren't good. I also think that there are some really shitty people on the planet <laughs> that do some horrific things to people. But most of us are pretty good. And we're just trying to understand from one another how we get through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, I would love to transition into that part of yeah. the story that you want to share. Is like. Absolutely how, and maybe, maybe you've referencing it or framing it in this way is like understanding that somebody's probably listening, going, how do I get through it? Yep. Whatever it may be today. Right. Um, right. 
So yeah. please t- take us on a little Be- journey there. Beautiful. And one thing that I want to just add to that, and that's well, well, all well, beautifully said. Um, the idea is these people that are really mean or that aren't doing the right things, they're hurting deep, mm-hmm. deep down. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that there's a call to love, right? Jesus calls us to, to love and giving us an opportunity to really um, be that love for others. And, you know, it's, it's hard, especially when you see some of the horrors that are happening out mm-hmm. there. And yet when I see that, I see there's some, like there's a uh, young little boy, young little girl that is deeply hurt, yeah. that hasn't been able to fully process that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and so one of the stories I've been kind of alluding to this entire time is something that I mentioned in in this particular lab because as we were talking, it's really one of the main reasons why I wanted to um, share the message of helping people to understand themselves personally so that they can go out there and really make the impact that they want to make in the world. And that impact can be small, it could be big, it could be, you know, you saying hello to someone, that could be an impact. You know, so I, I, I totally agree. We were having, I was having lunch with someone today and we were talking about how we always think an impact's got to be big. Like we've got to have so many, how many followers, right? How many mm-hmm. people downloaded this? If one person listens to this and this listens to this story and is like, oh my gosh, there's hope. Yeah. That to me is worth all the time that we've spent to put this and everything that you have done to, to get us to this moment. Right. Yeah. And so the, the story that I shared was that um, as an achiever, as someone who set his sights to, to achieve a goal, a goal um, I, I achieved all the, the goals, the many of the goals that I had, had set. And in college, um, I became so obsessed with being the perfect student and having the perfect things and, and doing all of these things perfectly that I just became so obsessed. And um, it, it took me literally 10 to 15 minutes every single night to set my alarm mm-hmm. because I was so afraid of missing my class because if I miss class, then I might miss something that could potentially be show up on a test. And I didn't want to miss potentially getting a B. Like I wanted to, to, to graduate summa cum laude, you know, and have a 4.0 throughout because I wanted... I. Before I went into college, I attended my brother's uh, college graduation. And when I did that, um, I saw that there were like eight people in his entire class that stood up. And I was like, I want to be one of those. And it was like <laughs> one of those things, like yeah. the achiever, right? I'm like, hey, yeah. I want to stand up. I want to I be noticed. Right. And I didn't realize all the sacrifices that that would really take. Hmm. And so, again, I, I set myself out to, to do that and I became so obsessed. I mean, it was, it was one of those things. My, my schedule was so absolutely hyper-regimented. It's, it's, it was a crazy to think that I had a schedule that, that operated like that. Hmm. And um, there was one particular night, and this is the story that I, that I shared, was, um, you know, is I just was so overwhelmed with, I had to put so much pressure on myself to perform. No one else was putting this pressure on me. I think sure. just other people were just going about their business. They had no idea. Yeah. And, and again, from, from the outside, I'm, I look like a regular, normal type A student, right? right? Where it was just, I was delivering, um, I was showing up in class and I was, I was the, a, a good student. And uh, no one knew underneath it all. I was, I was really obsessed, right? like obsessed, I OCD, had OCD. And um, ultimately there was one particular night where I just remember, I was like, well, you know, should I just end it? You know? And, mm-hmm. and like, this is just so much pressure. I don't know why I'm, I'm, why I'm even here. And on that particular evening, I, um, I just remember, um, you know, had this one particular CD. It was actually Desert Winds, of all things, um, just to kind of calm my mind because it was racing in every which, every which direction. Yeah. And um, 
I uh, obviously never did anything. Um, I had an amazing relationship with my parents. So the next day, um, I reached out to my parents and I just said, you know, I just, I, I, I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've become OCD so much to the point where it's, it's really beginning to affect me. And, and last night I didn't do anything, but at the same time, I'm like, I started having, I started having a lot more thoughts that, that I really shouldn't have. And mm-hmm. I don't want this to go any other way. Um, yeah. I want this, to, I want, I want to continue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I really want to live and I want to be able to, to really eventually who knew I was going to be sharing that story from some, some time. Cause I buried it for a long time. No one ever knew that. I mean, actually, there were even some friends that, that I'm, I'm sure there's even still some friends that, that don't know that about me because mm. when you look at me, again, I was, I was always smiling. I was always happy. And I think that that is the new norm of people who are who are depressed. It's like, you know, it's like, hey, how's everything? Everything's great, you know, yeah. when deep down they're hurting. And so um, the reason I wanted to come on was is to share that story because, one, when people see me now and they, they hear the optimism in what I'm talking about and uh, they're, they're like, well, how, how could you be that, that positive? Well, I was on the other side mm-hmm. and I, I clawed my way back, you know, and yeah. over time it takes the mindset to get there. And that's ultimately what I just kept on working on was the mindset to get me there. And that's why I became so, um, you know, focused on understanding a lot more of the psychology. That's why, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was really um, attracted to the teachings of what Tony had to mm-hmm. say was because there were a lot of things in there that's from a psychology perspective to just get you back into the right right frame of mind. Sure. Um, and so one last thing just about that in, in terms of our day-to-day living, mm-hmm. um, we have no idea the power of a smile or the power of saying hi to someone or the power of opening a door or the power of doing something in kindness, um, even if someone's not even looking. There's things that are happening that you just don't don't know about. And so I would really love to challenge anyone who's listening to kind of think about that. As you're going yeah. about your day-to-day, you might be in a bad mood or you might be having a bad day. Um, but maybe if you're checking out at the register of something, just ask that person how they're doing yeah. and, and care. I, not just, hey, how you doing? But like just genuinely ask them how they're doing because you don't know what they might be going through, sure. what thoughts are going on in their head. And it's something little, and I think it's something small that we could all do, mm-hmm. and we could all start to see each other as as the humanity, like yeah. the humans that we all are. And it's it's tough being a human, yeah. <laughs> right? So <laughs> I think if we, it's like the only thing that we're here to do. Yeah, it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and when we realize that we're we are all in this together, and if if we can take the time to do those little things, we can we can make a big difference. Yeah. You know? No, I I totally agree that the so I have a, a practice of I don't even know what the hell I would call it. It's something that I don't talk about. I just kind of do it. Yeah. Um, but I try to say hi to anybody whose eyes are up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I hold doors. Um, one thing that I do every single time is if I go to somewhere like Chipotle, yeah. the person who says bowl or burrito, I look them in their eyes. I ask them how their day is going. And almost every time they pause and they're like, Good. You know what I mean? Like, I do the same thing. I love it. I do. Yes, that's awesome. Um, and it's it's something that I started practicing for myself because I can get a tad cynical. And by a tad, I mean I can be really cynical. <laughs> and and it helps. 
I started doing it years ago, but it helps me to remember that if I'm going through something, that means somebody else is going through something way worse and my perspective is maybe way harder than somebody else's, you know, or the situation I'm in and this, the bell curve of like emotional sanity makes no sense. If we laid all of our shit out on the table, um, go to any random Starbucks there's 30 people in there. Everybody laid all their shit on the table. We would be dumbfounded at how assholish we really are to other people in day-to-day life. And so um, one of the things that really intrigued me about your story and meeting you, and I, I've, you and I have ran into each other a couple times since we've met, is you've always greeted me as if you've known me for 10 years. <laughs> the first time we shook hands, uh, when I ran into you at the Henry the other day, like, you, you have greeted me every time as if we've been friends and we're just sort of starting this friendship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that, that was, it was really beautiful for me because it, it doesn't happen often. Usually I'm the person who's like, Hey, comes in with, <laughs> <laughs> with the smile and the handshake. Uh, so it, it's cool to be met with somebody who, uh, approaches humanity similar to how I do, yeah. uh, or at least how I try to right? right. And, and hearing your story, or at least this part of your story, I've never struggled with OCD a day in my life. It's just not, uh, I'm very fortunate maybe to never have had that experience mm-hmm. and I'm not a perfectionist. Yeah. I'm not an achiever. Yeah. Uh, I, I almost have to push myself to work as hard as I know how to work or I have to push myself to achieve things that I know are very achievable. Yeah. And I have failed an ass load of times and I've quit before failure and called it failure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I've, I've gone through so many cycles of starting and stopping and failing and quitting and starting again and going forward and moving back. And, uh, that to hear how you dealt with it and how you had to struggle through something that was so much different than how I have had to struggle through things, um, was just fascinating to me. And, and, Part of what I hope from this podcast or being on Instagram or however we're doing this is like, I want, I want to allow other perspectives mm-hmm. other than just mine. I mean, this is going to be episode 30, yep. which is fucking crazy. I can't believe that <laughs> I've done 30 episodes, but uh, I thought it would be really fun to launch on an even number like 30 and kind of step into a new season of what this podcast can be. Yeah. Because while, while I hope that I bring a lot of value and that's why people listen, my perspective is not the only one. And so I'm like super grateful that you were willing or are, no, we're not done yet, but you're willing to like, (laughs) actually you're a Steelers fan. Get the hell out of here. I'm super grateful that you're willing to come and uh, sit with me and and allow me to get to know you and allow a part of your story to vibrate through all of humanity. Like the crazy thing about culture is that this shit will live forever. Yeah. These audio files will live. Yeah. Forever, so long as there's a platform for their for them to live on, they'll live forever, and that is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I hope that you understand the power of what your story could mean to somebody else, and I think you do. Um, so anybody listening who has really battled uh, obsessive compulsive disorder or things that keep them boxed in, I hope that this gives a little freedom. You know what I mean? Um, I have a phrase that I have said a lot, and it's that, um, shit, I forgot the phrase. Uh, <laughs> hope is in knowing we're not alone. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. and um, 
and I believe that. And I, you're bringing that to this conversation. I'm really grateful that, that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, tell me about some of the things that you have had to focus on to be kind to people. So when you're out in your daily life and you're, and you're talking about smiling or holding a door yeah. or, you know, I blew my daughter's mind. I don't mean to interrupt. I'll, no, it's good. Um, it's perfect. I, my daughter asked the other day, um, oh, we did a, like, pay it forward challenge a handful of years ago. And she, like, taped $2 to a vending machine or something. And she was like, Dad, do you remember that? And I was like, yeah, I do. Uh, and she was like, that was cool. I wonder who got it. And I was like, yeah. Every once in a while, when I'm at Starbucks, I'll buy a $5 gift card and just leave it at the register. And she goes, well, who gets it? I was like, I don't know. The next person is mine. (laughs) And she goes, but they don't know you gave it to them. And I said, that's kind of the point, you know? And she was a little bit weirded out that I didn't want anybody to know it was me. Yeah. Uh, Because at 11 years old, you want all the attention, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. um, So tell me some of the things that you had to work through to see humanity this way. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, so that is a great question. I mean, and the fact is, it, it really does come back to presence, hmm. right? The way that we have an opportunity to really understand, and even as this is happening, as, a, as this is organically unfolding, yeah. we're both present with what's happening right now. Yeah. There's so many other things that you have to do, there's so many things <laughs> that I've gotta do, yet this is where we're at. Right. And the biggest act that I have worked on and, and has been developing mm-hmm. as a practice, I mean, this has been a muscle uh, that I've been working on, uh, is the, the presence muscle. Hmm. Of simply being able to say, hang on a second, okay, yeah, I might, this might be going on in my life right now, but hang on a second, I have one second to say, before I'm going to place my Chipotle order, Sure. hey, how are you doing? And it's just, it's being able to take that pause and meditating in the moment mm-hmm. with silence, right? Of just being able to breathe in before you do that, because mm-hmm. we all have those moments. Like there's a, there's a great... Matusis M um, on uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of different inspirational videos. Okay, and um, there's been a number of them that that I've watched at a time where I really needed to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in tears because of this. Like, there's one called Dream, and he's like, you know, you're not trying to hurt anyone. You know, why isn't this working? And it just I, I remember watching that over and over again, bringing him to tears because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not. I, like, I really am trying to help people. Why can people not? Like, why don't people want to help me? Like, right. why, why can't I help people? Yeah. And so, um, anyhow, there's this one particular point in there where he talks about there are these moments, these inches, these things that make our lives are everywhere. Yeah. You know, one one half second too late. This, the moments are what make up life. Hmm. And as I have worked on. Um, my presence practice, it's, it's meditation, it's journaling. Um, and a story that I've shared with a lot of people, actually I had, I had an opportunity to share this with a friend who happened to be a curator of TEDx um, Tempe. Oh, cool. And uh, I was sharing the story with her because she was walking um, in, the, in the morning one time and she's like, I could, I could tell that's kind of like more, one of your morning rituals. And uh, I was like, yeah. And I, I told her, I said, yeah, the other thing that I do is journaling. And I read this book 10 years ago called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari hmm. by Robin Sharma. And it's this super successful guy who goes and basically has, uh, in the th- third page of the book, he basically has a heart attack. And he's like, you know what? I need to just take a break. So he goes and studies the ways of the monk. 
he comes back and he teaches his young apprentice all the things that he's learned. Mm. And one of the stories, he asks his apprentice if he'd like some tea. So he's like, hey, would you like some tea? And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll take some tea. So he starts pouring. And uh, it gets about three quarters full. He's like, okay, that's enough. He keeps pouring. Gets to the brim. He's like, stop. It's going to pour over into the saucer. Keeps pouring. Goes into the saucer. Stop. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go down to the, to the carpet. And uh, he keeps pouring. And he's like, okay, what's, okay, it's now on the carpet. What are you doing? And he stops pouring. He said, when you already have an overflowing cup, you can't put anything new in. Hmm. And that story always resonated with me. And then, like, shortly before I ran into my friend Lauren, um, as on this walk, it was, I realized that when I journal, I empty my cup. So I basically take the cup from the previous day and I empty it so that I have a new cup to start my day off with. Yeah. And from that, I could let go of the things that happened yesterday hmm. and be present, be mindful for what's happening today. And so How cool. I feel like that's one of the biggest practices that I'm still continuing. And it's interesting because, and this is actually one of the things that I've been sharing with people is like, for the last 10 years, I've been meditating. I've been journaling. I've been taking those practices. For the last two, three months, it has been like, I've got monkey mind. Like, as I'm meditating, I'm like, I cannot stay focused. Right. And and it's bothering me because I've, <laughs> I've spent so much time, you know, trying to get this idea of just being there in yeah. the moment because that's all that there is. Yeah. And when we can realize that there's so much to gather hmm. just inside the moment, you can experience the humanity that that is that other person. Sure. That's what you're capturing in that moment of being able to say hello. Mm. And when you're able to get all of the, the monkey mind in your, your mind away and just to be able to, hey, how are you doing? You could hear the humanity that's actually coming. And it sounds like good <laughs> or sure. maybe okay, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, you're, you're seeing that humanity. And, and I think that there is such... There's such amazing gifts, right, in the present. And, you know, there's that cliche thing, right? That's why they call it the presidents because it's a gift. <laughs> you know, and all that stuff. Yet at the same time, it really it really is true. I mean, think about the next time. Like, again, I'm, I'm a car guy. So I this this happened to me maybe like six, seven years ago. Um, I was driving my car. And uh, it's Honda S2000's little convertible. And um, really a driver's car. And as I was driving, though, I, was, I turned the lane. Like, I went past the lane, and I felt the paint through my steering wheel. And mm. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. I'm yeah. like, I'm literally feeling the road. And I just thought, wow, what a great exercise of just being able to see that. And right. whether that be tactile, whether that be what you see, whether that be a beautiful sunset. I mean, gosh, in Arizona, what amazing, amazing sunsets, yeah. right? And then with the cloud cover right now. So taking the moment and being able to to experience that that love and that ex, that amazing joy that's just in that moment, and being able to take all of the cares and, and I know it's easier said than done, trust me. Sure. Yet, when you can get into the practice of presence, um, that's what I believe really helps get down to seeing the humanity and, and the kind and being the kind person to that other person. Yeah. Uh, that was beautifully stated. I've never heard somebody talk about presence as a practice. In that way, much like yoga or meditation, uh, journaling, etc. Um, but the way that you phrased that was really easy to pal- like. It is very easy to digest the way that you phrased that. So I hope that everybody listening is able to that, that there's no um, confusion or there's no like, man, that seems really convoluted because <laughs> it isn't. It, it's simply just stopping uh, for a moment. For one moment, I'm busy as shit. You're busy. Most everybody, like, 
busy is such a real thing, but it's also <laughs> bullshit at the same time. It's, it's a lot of both. But we we keep ourselves moving so quickly that simply to that breath that you mentioned is like if people listening can learn that breath just in that in the moment where you okay I'm here I'm right now right and uh, what's what's really interesting that I experience the girl working at Chipotle as an example it never. For me, what doesn't matter necessarily is her response. Because I know that people are almost always going to say good or pretty good or all right or what, you know. So I'm not, I'm not seeking to get a different response. What I find so much beauty in is the way that their eyes light up. Every time. Male, female, old, young, it doesn't matter. When I intentionally look somebody in the eyes who is just offering a fast food service or offering any service or when I'm out in my day, wherever I am, just simply taking the the moment to say, how are you today? Their eyes are like filled with some weird light of life, (laughs) you know, because they no longer feel like they're just being passed by um, or passing by. And you and I uh, talked briefly when we met about journaling. Journaling is something that I did many years ago. I think it saved my sanity in a lot of ways in my 20s. Uh, I don't practice it like I used to, but I've started writing poetry again. Nice. So I've started just sitting, getting a cup of coffee, sitting on my patio. I have an iPad with a little connectable yeah. um, keyboard, and I'll just sit in the back and I listen and yeah. I watch. And it's been like, it's been amazingly cathartic, yeah. therapeutic, you know, both for my my artistic creative self but also for the insanity that lives in my head that we all deal with. I've got a bill due. I'm not making as much money as I want. There's stress at home. My friend's being an asshole. I can't, you know what I mean? Like whatever those things are. I I wrote a poem the other day called lukewarm coffee is the worst. Mm. And it was, it was a, I was just sitting there listening to the rustling of the trees and listening to the birds chirp. Yeah. And Oddly, like, I, I wish I could have made it up. I didn't. Uh, this, like, rolling sound. I think it was from the airport, but it was like a jet was flying. But I couldn't. I never saw the plane. And then a hawk flew over me <laughs> while I was writing this poem. And I was like, a hawk just flew over me. <laughs> yeah. <know>? So, <laughs> uh, but then I start talking about, um, in the poem, like, the, the levels of heat of my coffee. Mm-hmm. And at one point I say... Uh, I almost always finish my coffee and it's almost always cold when I get there. Lukewarm coffee is the worst. Like I'd rather drink cold coffee than hot coffee. And it was just for me sitting in a moment. My kids weren't yelling. I didn't give a shit what bills were due. I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't trying to come up with something creative to post on Instagram. (laughs) Oh, Cool. Uh, yeah, my, my uh, computer went to sleep, and I was like, "No, no, no! Wake up! I need you to wake up." Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to post something on Instagram. I wasn't trying to be anywhere other than where I was, and and that's new for me. I like to move fast. Yep. I like to go. I don't like to sit. I don't really like to be alone. I'm an extrovert. I'm like the most ultimate E you've ever met. Yeah. Uh, and I don't sit well. And so for me, learning how to sit and observe 
and, and allowing something like poetry to be my muse. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's been really cool. I, I really love the, the way that you framed that for us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, to, to beautiful. And uh, I also want to share, too, of something that we have been given clues throughout our lives of things that we love hmm. and we've gotten away from. For instance, when I was really little, um, my grandma used to call me Marky. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I basically literally think of when I think of me younger Right, I have this little nickname of Marky. Sure. Right, because it was like that was my grandma's like enduring name for me, <laughs> and um, Marky loved to draw and to paint, and it, like he just loved art. Yeah. Anything that I could possibly do art wise, I did, and then I got caught up in being an achiever, sure. and I lost a lot of that. I'm like, I don't have time for that. 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 And recently, I will say this, um, the, on the, the business side of things, there's interesting some things that are challenging at this point. And on the personal side, or the complete like, opposite side, there's so many things that are beginning to just really balance. Hmm. And I really, and I'm sharing this as a story and also for the listener to, to put themselves maybe in that place as, as well of something that they remembered when they were young. Yeah. And I, st- I took Labor Day off and I was like, I'm going to take the day off. I'm not doing anything. What I'm going to do is I'm going to paint. Yeah. And I got the canvas at Michael's the night before and I had all my paint and I was like, I'm just going to put on some great music. Um, and I had this con- this Michael Bublé concert and I just, there's a couple songs in there that I absolutely just love. I mean, it just, they're just, I feel like he is just obviously singing from his heart, sure. right, with just complete love. And as I was listening to it, I felt like I was just painting with complete love. Oh, cool. And what was interesting is I got done with this, and I'll share, I'll share this, this painting with you um, when we get done, actually, even if we want to post or whatever. Yeah. Um, I got done with it, and when I hung it up, um, there, was, there was a couple words that ended up, I didn't paint because it was an abstract, but words showed up. One of them was joy. Huh, like cool. literally joy showed up in this painting. Now yeah. you have to be a, it's abstract. So you have to sure. be a little bit, you have to look for it. Yet at the same time, <laughs> once you see it, it's like, oh, there it is. Right. And it was never intended to, yet it showed up. Hmm. And I really feel like on the personal side, like that has really been helping me round out who I am. Hmm. Because little Marky loved art. So yeah. I'm looking for little projects. Like I got an Ikea desk the other day. Well, I, I wanted to have a, a different top to it. But the, the one that I bought didn't necessarily fit. So I had to like dremel the thing off. So, but like, yeah. it's like no one has going to have that desk because I had to take some time to cut it and make it look the way that I wanted it to look. Sure. Yet it's, it's all those little things. So I would just encourage anyone out there, you know, as you're, as you're looking to discover yourself and parts of yourself and those parts of yourself that you may have, have put off to the side and just not allowed yourself to, to go there because... Well, that's what a child does or whatever, mm-hmm. right? I mean, again, that's why I even share the story of like calling him. Like, because you had a nickname when you were, when you were growing up. Yeah. So think about that, that younger self of who you were and what did they love? And, yeah. and how could you start to listen to them in a way so that you could hear them so that they could have a voice again? Yeah. And they could, they could begin to, uh, you know, live their gift, whatever that might be, whether it's sure. painting or singing or drawing or, you know, talking about your daughter and yeah. just those things that make your heart sing. Allow yourself and create the time to do that mm-hmm. and find those opportunities, even if it's a little bit of time here and there, 
just look for those opportunities to uh, to find the love back of things that, that got you to, to where you are now yeah. uh, that you may have lost along the way. That's amazing. Uh, I love that you take the intentionality to go back and go by the nickname that your grandmother gave you while you're referring to this side of you. Um, I've dealt with a lot of my childhood shit in therapy, yep. and uh, some of it has been really interesting, like to experience and also to work through. But one of the things that I do for myself, and any everybody who follows me know this because I fucking talk about it all the time, <laughs> but I play basketball. And uh, my nickname as a kid, my, my dad gave me the nickname Bobo, nice. which nobody understands. <laughs> uh, it was... It was a derivative of something that Ricky Ricardo said on I Love Lucy. Okay. And it turned from that to this to Babo. And, you know, growing up, I was absolutely in love with the game of basketball. Through most of my 20s, I stopped playing because, uh, you know, I'm not that good. I just love to play. And I'm competitive enough that I can still play. I'm still in a basketball league um, to make sure that I'm doing that. And almost every time I get to a basketball court, I remember being seven years old and, you know, having my dad lower the rim so that I could actually make it. And then being 12 years old and shooting four fucking thousand free throws (laughs) in my driveway, you know, and, and that, that's one of the things that I had to connect with again, uh, getting back into my adulthood that brought me so much joy. And, you know, that's kind of why I'm in graphic design now is connecting with different parts of myself and realizing like, I can talk to anybody, but I'm not that good at sales because I'm not the, I don't have that achiever. Like I don't Mm -hmm. care about going to win the deal. So I I had to figure out a way to put some of that, the, so this is the personality for me, right? The podcast and being able to meet people and communicate. But I was like, what the hell am I going to do for work if I don't, you know, like, if I don't want to do sales? Everybody does sales. What am I going to do? So I actually went to art school at 32. Mm-hmm. I went back to a nice. commercial art school to learn nice. how to do some shit that I yep. used to know how to do and, yep. you know, learn some programs. And so I think it's amazing that you're self-aware enough to take the energy, to take the time and spend the money on the canvas and the paint and, the, you know, and like make an afternoon of it. Yeah. And... Most of us are running around not that self-aware or not willing to take the time to love ourselves in the way that ourselves are asking to be loved. It's just like any other relationship. The internal of yourself is begging for you to love it in a very particular way. And I ignore that a lot. Like I'd throw myself under the, I'll be the first one to throw myself under the bus is that there's a lot of times that I'm not actually listening to what I'm asking myself for. I'm listening to the echoes of my dad or my critics or, you know, my ex or my kids or my teacher when I was in third grade or my boss that I had 10 years ago who fucking I can't forget. You know what I mean? Like, and not all of those are bad things. Right. Some of them were really great. Yep. But they shaped me into somebody that sometimes I don't remember what the core of this person is. And doing things that are honest and whole and healthy for me that that I don't give a shit when anybody else thinks about it. Agreed. Um, And I do think that we care what people think. But there are times where I... That's why I started writing poetry again. Yeah. Poetry doesn't add to my platform. It's not a... Like, 
I've made zero dollars doing this podcast. Right. <laughs> I hope to someday. Uh, but it, it's not a monetary thing for me. And yet something beautiful and artistic doesn't add to the platform. It's different. And right. so I'm, I've got to be, I had to, for myself, be willing to say, this doesn't have to come with an end product. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have mm-hmm. to come with, yeah. well, I spent this amount of time writing poetry and that time is worth this. And I could have yeah. made X amount of dollars had I done these other things, right? Um, this podcast is a great example. Yep. I've, I've done 30 episodes, which is a l- ass ton of time. Yep, um, editing, posting. And, and I've made a platform off of it, right? Like I've turned my Instagram into a place to share the same narrative. Yep. And I made not $1. Like this is easily a part-time job. Sure. <laughs> doing all of the things for yep. it. And uh, like I said, I hope that to change that, right? To move it sure. in a different direction. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's amazing what passion will do for you when you connect with it. And so hearing the story of little Marky painting is like such a pure and and refreshing example of that because it isn't about connecting with yourself to monetize something. It's right. That's not it. And it's funny because um, I have some great friends um, from from college. They're both very like two two of them that live down here are very sarcastic. And the one I got done painting it, and then I ended up meeting up with him and his fiance for for lunch. And I was like. Nate, I'm like, I can't stop staring at this thing. He's like, oh, you're pretty humble about it. <laughs> so, so anyhow, but I said, seriously, like I am just, I am, I am, I just enjoy like looking at it because yeah. it just, it was one of those things that just happened. And, and it's that whole thing of, you know, I, th- I think we trade obviously with bills and expenses and, you know, money's a real thing and bills are a real thing and all of those expenses are a real thing. Yeah. And at the same time, what does it cost on the other side? Mm. And, and and where is that balance? How can you find that to where, you know, I, I, I've shared this as when I was coaching for Tony Robbins. I mean, I shared this so many different times. I'm like, if you're a photographer, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a photography business. You know, sure. you can be an amazing photographer and simply love the act of being a photographer. Right. Because being a photographer and having a photography business are two totally different things. Yes. You know? Yes. So it's understanding what it is that brings you joy hmm. and being able to figure out what those, what, where the balance is. And, and it's a, it's an ongoing thing. Like I'm still, you know, we're all still trying to figure it out. And I think yeah. for anyone who's, who's got it figured out, <laughs> they haven't necessarily looked far <laughs> enough, I think, right. you know? So it's just the idea of, um, you know, the, in, in this uh, brand lab that we were part, uh, participating in, um, we had to write down, we had that, um, we had to write down something that just came to our mind yeah. that we wanted to say. Yeah. And and I shared it a little earlier and like I'll share it again is stop pretending everything's okay. Yeah. You know? It's okay to not be okay. Sure. And and it's it, the thing is where that starts to cause a challenge is when you don't share that. Hmm. When you don't have someone to go to. So if you don't have that opportunity to, to meet someone, go out, start going out there. And I know it's easier for, I'm an extroverted introvert. So like I need my like time to like decompress on the weekend, but I, I love meeting people. Like yeah. I could go to, into a room, no problem. If there's a bunch of strangers, they'll be friends, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, like on Saturday, if I don't talk to anyone, I'm totally happy. You mm. know, if I'm just painting or whatever, right. like I'm totally fine with that. So, um, you know, it's just, it's finding that balance and it's, is it is a lot of those things of you trying to figure this out yourself. And, uh, so much of why I think I push for journaling is 
we're talking about so many intangible things right now. Mm. Like this entire conversation has been about the intangible. Yeah. Feelings, emotions, right? Sure. Presence. How do you how do you put somewhere? Like you right. can't pin that down. But the reason I like the journal is it now becomes something on paper. Mm. No, your poetry mm-hmm. starts to come alive because you now take in something that's in your head. Like I could I could hear the rustling mm. of the trees when you were saying that. Yeah. I could hear the jet taking off. I could right. hear the hawk flying overhead. You know, you painted a picture in that, and now that and that has now been created into a, a po- you know, um, mm-hmm. a poem. So, what are those things that, if you're wondering as you're going through this, and it's like, oh yeah, that would be kind of neat for me to experience. Writing it down allows you the opportunity to see it, so mm-hmm. you could see it. So you could see the things that you're saying to yourself. I yeah. mean, there are things where I, I've gone to understand more about myself, and I'm like, I'm just gonna unfilter this. And I'm going to write down what this really is. Mm-hmm. And there's actually something I, I heard about this years ago, and I actually did this. It was really fascinating. It's a right brain, left brain exercise. So if you're, um, if you're normally right-handed, um, write the question with your right hand and write the answer with your left hand. Oh, interesting. Because you're using a different part of your brain. Huh. And what was fascinating to me when I did this, I, did, I wrote out the, the answer to the question word by word because my brain had to process it and then I had to think about how I was going to write it. And so it ultimately got me to, okay, what's the next word that's going to come from this? And so again, that's just a fun exercise that that I've shared with people before um, that again, could, if, if, if again, journaling is something that you'd, you'd be interested in, that would be something that could really help you start to see it because until you can actually see it and like, okay, that's what I'm actually saying to myself. Holy crap. I had no idea. I was that hard on myself. Right. Even last night, as I was writing it and kind of updating some of the stuff from my mastermind group, I'm like, I'm being really hard on myself, you know? And I, yeah. I know that that's, you know, part of my nature. And, and ultimately, having someone to help me see that outside perspective is is such uh, a huge piece of that. And, and you know, having people to, to be your go-tos hmm. in life are so, so instrumental. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that this uh, this conversation we've had to have or been able to have carries through the hearts of people, right? Because we are talking about the intangible feelings, emotions, stuff that you can't touch or taste or hear all the time. And and my, my ask that I always have is that we try to be authentic and in being authentic. We, if we're, if we start internally being authentic first, even if you don't like the outcome, right? Like, even if you don't really like who you're finding or who you're seeking out, be that. Uh, I, I've I've yeah. rubbed up against some people lately because I'm just I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just doing or saying or speaking or living in a way that feels the most true to me. And some people don't get it, and they don't have to, and that's fine. Uh, but. I think I owe it to myself. I think I owe it to my kids to practice being authentic at any chance I get. So I hope that this conversation that we've had allows people to look internally and identify some things, start to pause, right? Like um, that practice of, of patience and just taking uh, our presence, but being patient, right? And in the minute, like you're slowing down to be present. It's hard. It's hard. Um, Man, thank you. You're welcome. Well, will you share with people where they can find you if they want to follow along, send you an email, 
write a letter. I don't know. Maybe don't give your address, but <laughs> uh, let people know where they can find you. Awesome. Yes. Um, fantastic. Yeah. So um, my site is markjamnik.com. That's M-A-R-K-J-A-M-N-I-K.com. Uh, I talk a lot about sales in that. And uh, there's so many things that I'll incorporate <laughs> back to um, really the, the personal side of it. Because I, I believe so wholeheartedly on the idea of really being able to see that other person. Hmm. You know, uh, it's it's seeing someone else who is looking for um, that help. So markjamnik.com is the site that uh, you could go to. There's, you know, my Twitter's on there and you cool. could go Mark Jamnik uh, is my Twitter handle. Cool. Um, you know, been on different podcasts. So if there's other if there's other things you want to learn a little bit more about, you could go on there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, all and of my other contact information is on markjamnik.com. So cool. markjamnik.com or Enjoy Life Daily. Uh, so basically, okay. Enjoy Life Daily reroutes to uh, markjamnik.com. So if, cool. if you're driving right now and don't have an opportunity to, uh, <laughs> to write that down, or it's like, what is that? Just remember to Enjoy Life Daily. Awesome. That's great. And I'll put this in the show notes also for people to find you, link up with you. Uh, I know that your story is so ultra relatable that you may get somebody who reaches out and says hello and has a, you know, a, a story or an experience, but, um, we're going to lock this down. My friend, thank you for being here. This was a really, really beautiful dialogue. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm glad to, to share the story. And, um, again, hope, uh, those of you out there that are listening heard exactly what you needed to hear. Cause that's what I, my true belief is huh. everyone who was listening needed to hear what they needed to hear Sure. in this, uh, this opportunity. So that's appreciate awesome. it. Yeah. Grateful. Friends, I'm out of here. See you later. Do-do-do. Bye-bye.